This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hair concern for you to start this week. You've jumped on the Zoom and a bit concerned by what you've seen. (laughs) Yeah, just... (laughs) Just looking at myself in the old camera here, which obviously you get with Zoom, don't you? You get a small reflection of yourself. It looks looks like my hair's drastically going. To be totally honest, it look like it's um, look like I've got one of the most ridiculous receding hairlines. But I think you should always judge hair once you've washed it. Sometimes you just wake up yeah. and it looks ridiculous. Yeah, fair point. And this is what I've done this morning anyway. I've jumped straight on after waking up. So, Ho- hopefully, I um, my hair starts to improve after a wash. But otherwise, I'm gonna have to get myself out there and buy some Alpacin caffeine shampoo. <laughs> German engineering for your hair. No sponsorship involved. Absolutely I'm pretty. Not. How are you feeling? I'm pretty bunged up today. I think the tube has got me around the neck. Yeah, there's stuff going around, isn't there? Uh, that's for sure. I'm not. I'm not too bad. I don't feel ill by any stretch of the imagination, but I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent. I don't reckon I've. Um, I've got any sort of lurgy off the tube though. Touch wood <laughs> at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling okay. What's up with you? Just like, like no sinuses and yeah, yeah sinuses. It's never ideal. Never I ideal when it, they're clogged up. I think it has to be the hustle and bustle of the big smoke. No other reason for it. No. It's just a bit it's a bit mental down there, isn't it? I used to really like London used to do nothing for me, but it does it has grown on me over time. But I'm always it's glad brilliant. to get back. Yeah, it's brilliant, London. Yeah, like you say, it's always good to get back. I wouldn't like to live there, I wouldn't think, but yeah. <laughs> These days out you can't you can't really get a better place to to frequent really. Where did you set up base ahead of the half five kickoff and how was the journey down there? Yeah, journey there was smooth, all all on time, all on track, and all that sort of thing. We got into London for about what quarter past nine ish, then um, got the tube to Notting Hill Gate, and that's where we pretty much set up camp. A few beers in Notting Hill, then meandered to Kensington, 
and then Wolf and Kensington to Stamford Bridge. Quite a nice meander, to be fair. Quite quite a lot of pressing in the same. It was a nice was, day, uh, wasn't it? Chilly, but bright. Yeah. yeah, conditions were nice for for a nice <laughs> walk around pubs, indeed. Yeah, that um, first. Oh, it had all the feels of a ball first to me. Really? Uh, yeah, nice. Nice chill in the air, a little bit of cloud cover. I could really get the ball talking. But anyway, that's complete nonsense, isn't it? But that's why people come to this podcast, I suspect. You should um, stick to cricket, according to some Indeed. <laughs> stick to cricket, pal. Your podcast shit, which I always find amusing. I always, I always get amused at these people because, like, like the jokes on them, like they're listening to me talking about North End. Like, who's the real winner here? Like, you, like you're the fools. I don't listen to myself. I'd never dream about listening to this podcast. But here you are. You're listening to it, and you think it's shit. So, really, the jokes on you. But um, I always, I always respect people's opinions, of course. No problem with people thinking it's shit. That's, uh, that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, that's enough cricket for this podcast. A lovely day in London. Look, those London aways are, are absolutely brilliant, aren't they? I guess you yeah. get to get around. It's a good drink. It's all right. The the, uh, the prices are expensive, but you know, you've always got the warm embrace of the royal consort to, to come home to at the end of the day. So, yeah. It's just a shame that I'm missing Millwall towards the end of the month. Oh, because, yeah. Um, yes, because I'm going to India for the first <laughs> test match. <laughs> and just so when you I thought will. the cricket talk had finished. Oh, shit. oh Christ, yeah. Yeah, there'll be people absolutely fuming that I brought it back up. But we won't go into too much depth. But yeah, I'm missing Millwall, which is always a bad one. I missed Millwall last year, if you recall, because I did. the big G uh, decided to book his wedding for that, mm. uh, for that game. I remember in QPR. Pretty sure it was Millwall, though. No, it was Millwall, because I missed it, and we thought yeah. we may be going to the same wedding. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, I've not been to Millwall for a few years now, which is a bit of a shame. But, um, yeah, such is life. Are you missing any other games? Well, until when the cricket season starts, yeah, but I don't expect Oh, for well. India? Oh, no. no. Just the one? I don't think so, anyway. Yeah, yeah just Millwall. <laughs> to be totally honest, I was hoping, maybe, potentially that North End could spring an FA Cup surprise or Millwall could beat Leicester at the weekend, which they failed to do, which means that I would have turned it to absolute perfection and wouldn't have had to miss anything. But um, that didn't happen. Well, that does bring us on to the game and very much a game of two halves, really, wasn't it? I think we'll have to talk about the first half in pretty positive fashion and then the second. But, I mean, I think that was better than anyone, minus a goal better than anyone really hoped for or certainly expected in the first half. I mean, North End were good, weren't they? Yeah, I totally agree. North End acquitted themselves really well. And it wasn't as if it was like a dour, defensive... Hanging on to their life. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that at all. I mean, let's have it right. Chelsea had some good chances chances in the opening stands, and particularly Cole Palmer, who really ought to have scored. And then Enzo Fernandez, the World Cup winning Enzo Fernandez, really ought to have scored with a header from close range as well. It's not as if they didn't have any chances whatsoever. But North End played well, uh, especially in the first half. Potts and Miller did really well against their star-studded wingers. Um, we had a couple of openings. As Mayich, obviously, with, you'd suggest the best chance in the opening half for us, where 
a relatively tame effort in the end. Could he have squared it? I'm not entirely sure. I've not watched it back, but at the time, I thought maybe Keane was a better option than having a pop. But you can't can't really argue with um, with Osmaich seeing his name in those bright white Stamford Bridge lights. But yeah, all in all, a really good, a proper. We spoke a few weeks ago about how how the Leeds game was a proper Boxing Day contest. This was a proper FA Cup third round encounter. Um, especially in the first half, Chelsea obviously weren't the best. Like they were playing with a sub left fewer than the parts would add up to in the first half. But um, yeah, it was one of them. I allowed myself a glance at the at the away end after uh, after the halftime whistle went, and there was a lot of hands raised aloft applauding them off, and um, and that's really all we wanted to see. Really, we wanted to see Northern having a little bit of a go, um, and trying to tame this multi-million pound juggernaut of Chelsea. And they did so in the opening stanza well. Indeed. I think the team was quite a positive one, with Miller and two up front. I predicted uh, Cunningham and Hughes would really double up job on the left and just kind of sitting back. But Yeah. But, sorry, <laughs> I, can you hear my I, dog or not? Dog's going crazy. Well, I couldn't hear your dog. That's incredible. Uh, I can now hear it like a touch, yeah. Yeah. No courage and real bite and just like hard tackles, which you've got to do really when you go somewhere like Chelsea, like get stuck into these guys. And uh, yeah, it, it was just like you're still expected to lose, but you were thinking, all right, well, we've avoided this being ugly and horrible. But then them nine minutes happen in the second half, don't they? And it's just a bit of a buzzkill. Yeah, it's going back to the start of 11. There were people who, who, predicted that Ryan Lowe would go with a weakened side with Bristol in mind, which is never likely to happen when you're you know, hovering atop that trap door and your job's on the line. And so let's have a right, this was a big day for Ryan Lowe. You know, as we've spoken about a lot in the past, it's it's not really about North End with him, it's more about himself and his own reputation. And like these trips to Stamford Bridge are like like quite important, you know, rubbing shoulders with the might of Mauricio Pochettino and all that sort of thing. We were never likely to see like a bit of a limp starting lineup whatsoever really because these are important afternoons for him um, but yeah North End uh, were good up to the hour weren't they 58 minutes I think Bro just scored in didn't he um, and then they, they collapsed a little bit there I don't know whether it was fatigue Chelsea obviously played better we know that but it was still quite a tame way to fold uh, obviously the opening goal was a great goal a really good header Absolutely nothing that anyone can do really other than try and stop the cross, which is easier said than done. And the head is brilliant, like well directed off the post. Flew in like a missile, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, Yeah, it was one of them where obviously our view of the goal wasn't that that great, but uh, you just knew it was goal bound when it left his head. It had that lovely sort of fizz off his head. And and Mm. uh, and then the second goal is is criminal, isn't it? It's soft and horrible. You know, Thiago Silva's not really renowned for his goal scoring, but when he has scored, he's literally scored that goal time and time again. You know, the slow-mo replay has told anybody any favours whatsoever from losing him to maybe Woodman could do better, but, you know, those slow-mos are horrible for goalkeepers, really. You know, it all happens at once and it's easier said than done to stop those. But um, it's just a horrible goal to concede at set piece, especially when you've just conceded. And after that, really, the tie's done. But, yeah, they're going to get a third and then later a fourth, don't they? Yeah. But North End play well for an hour. Maybe just 
until you got the better. A decent concoction of Chelsea getting better and North End wavering in there. Ever spoken about fitness levels. Yes. Someone summed it up well. Like, if you were going to get beaten by Chelsea, you don't want it to be because they were more fit and more powerful than us. But I think there was a bit of quality as well. Frustrating to tire because they were proper going, giving them a game, really, weren't they? And then 4 0 ends up looking like a battering when it wasn't really. Yeah, that. and it wasn't, it wasn't a 4 0. It was a 4 0, but it wasn't a 4 0. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. My mate who's a Blackburn fan watched it and said, We got battered more than you did there, and we only lost 2 0. But 2 0, 4 0, you're out anyway, aren't you? I guess. Yeah, of course. And there wouldn't be many people leaving Stamford Bridge. So, albeit I left after about 75 minutes because there was that sort of. You know, we were I mean, sort of up against the clock in terms of the train. So, forgive me for not staying 90, those people who are listening now. Um, people will be furious with you for that. Yeah, yeah they'll be thinking, absolute day trip of this guy. Like, Chelsea. out after 75 minutes. Never come back, pal. That's what people will be shouting at me as I left Stamford Bridge. Second goal, we just don't jump, do we? We literally don't jump to try and head the ball away. And he's like a real dominant presence for that header. Sterling's yeah, free kick just looked like it was in the middle of the net to me. I'm not sure how it went in, although it was hit hard. don't know about you. I didn't have any complaints whatsoever at the time. Watching it back, it does look a little bit central, yeah. But even that was a lovely piece of craft from Sterling, wasn't it? You know, the run-up was, was jittery and stuttery, but the finish was anything but that. It had that lovely sort of mm. arc on it where it lifts and then drops and in it goes. Just a, just a lovely free kick to see. You don't really associate that with Sterling, do you? You wouldn't expect him stepping up and whipping a free kick in. No, you wouldn't really. Uh, and I've watched Sterling quite a few times live in the flesh, and I've always thought that this guy is a very, very high-grade footballer. Like, I, I, I absolutely adore watching him. My whole outlook on Sterling changed with the Euros because he just carried us, didn't he? He was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he came with Manchester City to Deepdale as well, and he was great that night as well. Oh, yeah. Irresistible. Um, yeah, he's just a lovely footballer to watch. I can't, I can't comprehend how he's fallen out of favour with Gareth Southgate because he is literally one of the most loyal men in the world, Gareth Southgate. <laughs> um, I know Sterling um, dropped out of the England squad, didn't he, with, uh, with an issue. Uh, I think he wasn't quite 100% fit, but Southgate didn't reflect on it particularly favourably. But surely this guy plays at the Euros. He's had a little bit of a renaissance after going to Chelsea. Like towards the end at Manchester City, he wasn't quite performing as well as we know he can. But now at Chelsea, in this sort of bizarre club, really, at the moment, where they're not doing particularly well, but Sterling has done well. And he's the sort of person that you'd like to see at the Euros. But you can get you can get odds against about him going. You can get about three to one, I think, on Sterling not to go to the Euro, uh, to go to the Euros, sorry, which, uh, which just looks astronomical to me. I think, I think uh, Southgate needs shaking. Come on now. There's a lot of competition in there, I guess. But yeah, you made a good point when he's sticking by like Maguire and people like that. Surely there's a spot for Raheem on that plane. We'll see. You'll have missed the fourth goal then, won't you? Yeah, I've watched yeah. it back though. Yeah, it was, it was a dead thing. It was like it's pathetic, isn't it? I mean, yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. Throw the VAR in there. It was just like, does anybody really want that goal to be given or should we just, should we just carry on? Yeah, it wasn't really relevant, was it? Really, like, there was no point to to um, wait and wait and wait, which seemingly happened. Yeah, not a great goal to concede either, was it? Like all a bit muddled and horrible. It wouldn't no... make the, the highlight reels, would it? Enzo Fernandez. 
I thought he was all right on the day, actually. I mean, you could have scored yeah. that. I would have scored that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No doubt about it. That would have ended up in the back of the net had I been in that position. Yeah. It's just all really disjointed. Just lucky. There's no such thing as a bad goal, is there? But, but I suppose that was a bad goal. Did you enjoy Stamford Bridge? What a great place to play footy. Absolutely brilliant. Like, I, I was like, really I, taking it. I adored it. Mm. Yeah, this place, brilliant. Amphitheatre for football, class. Did, did you see the shed wall? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, but I enjoyed walking along it. Nice yeah. touch. Although I was quite surprised to see Branislav Ivanovic on there. Like, obviously, he was a good player for Chelsea, but maybe he was better than I, I imagined or uh, reflected on. He'll have won a few prems, would he, under Conte and Joe? Yeah, yeah, he will. I don't think Aspi My... was on there, unless I missed him. Well, that would be a surprise because he was a mainstay for literally the last 100 years at Chelsea. I think he's played the last 1,800 consecutive games for Chelsea. Yeah. He's our aspect of yeah. Which is a great achievement in itself. But yeah, yeah, what a great ground. Really intimate. You felt part of the thing, didn't you? Of the occasion. Oh, which brilliantly put. Isn't, yeah. isn't normally the case at these sort of games, at these clubs. Like I've been to like Old Trafford and you've been to the Etihad and uh, the Emirates, which is like great. But like you don't really necessarily feel a part of the occasion. Whereas Stamford Bridge, you're more or less on the playing area. Yeah, um, like you can really re- take the place over. Yeah, it's a really, really great ground in Stamford Bridge. Hopefully return. Um, but in I the league next season? <laughs> well, yeah. If any outcome is possible, no matter how unlikely it may seem, we could well end up at Stamford Bridge next season competing in the Premier League, although it's highly unlikely. Yeah. A proper, a proper ground, and I, I tell you what, we obviously meandered from Notting Hill to Chelsea, and what a lovely region it is! Like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's nothing like Skevy Road, where Deepdale is. Like, it's, uh, it's a, it's a rather high area. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my! Like it's bizarre. Like you're walking around this place thinking, it's hard to imagine there being a football stadium remotely close to here. Just uh, like a tsunami of bakeries, places they get yeah. coffee. Yeah, like everybody clearly drinks pale ale. A Lamborghini yeah. shop just sat there. And smells nice and wears linen in the summer. Like, yeah. This is a, a really high-class establishment place. I couldn't imagine myself living there whatsoever. No, no. Yeah, there's that kind of like, wow, and then there's like, bloody hell, I'm pretty glad I'm not I'm not one of these kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> it was a little bit like that. Like, like this place is almost taking the piss in how how nice it is. By what reason would you have to leave there if you were if that's where you were from? Like everywhere else would just be a disappointment, wouldn't it? Yeah, could you imagine going Preston away, walking down Meadows? Like we obviously love Meadow Street and it's obviously a, <laughs> like a proper a proper street with like some proper good pubs on. But You'd be absolutely taken aback, wouldn't you, if you come from that sort of area of the world? You must literally have a, a bottomless pit of money to live around there, surely. It was yeah, incredible. A couple of my mates looked in an estate agents, and I think they were like, what was it four, like four million or something? Might have got that wrong. Yeah, you need a you need a few quid, don't you? That would have taken Fabio Capello a whole twelve months of managing the England team to be able to afford a house outright in that area of the world. And I recall the uproar when obviously the money that was spoken about with regards to Capello, and he still have to work twelve months <clears throat> to afford a house. This is the sort of area we're dealing with here. Incredible. 
Well, when you put it like that, yeah. Yeah, it's mental. The media food at Chelsea had been spoken about a lot to me, and it was something else. Here we Absolutely go. ridiculous. Like, Come on, talk to me about it. It, it kind of reflected the area we've just spoken about, like just showing off, like far too much. Like cheese, cheese tucked away in little corners, away from all the main food, like cheese and crackers and stuff. And like oh pick and mix in big jars and cheesecake in shot glasses. Like this is just ridiculous. Oh my. This sounds like, like heaven. Why on oh. earth did you go out to the ground and actually report on this thing? I'd have been just, <laughs> I'd have just been going consuming just... the calories. I'd have been inhaling yeah. it dish by dish. Yeah, proper job. But as I say, a bit too bit too much like yeah. Nobody's eating that much. And then they bring pie at half-time. It's like, if you had it all, you'd just be absolutely stuffed. There was a few different ones. I didn't actually want one because I was too full. But there was cold sandwiches as well. It was just like a relentless tray of food coming out. Yeah, serious. i tell you one man who who just know will love that place. Moose. Ian Moose <laughs> Abrahams. He'd be absolutely all over that place. Moose. Gobsmacked he wasn't there. I was expecting him to be there. Especially when West Ham were playing yesterday, the support was good, wasn't it? Did you? Uh, you're not a big fan of the big followings, but it, I'll tell you from where I was sat, it looked and sounded a brilliant thing. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, I was I was towards the corner flag on the lower tier, on the tunnel side as opposed to the other side. And yeah, yeah, it it felt good. Everybody was in quite a, a quite a nice mood. Obviously, it helps when it's towards the uh, end of the day and. You know, you've had a good drink said beforehand uh, and everybody was in a little bit of a, a jovial atmosphere, I'd say. Uh, a pretty decent away end. I don't really understand this loving on that Twitter, though, of like every other tweet's like amazing support from us guys today. Like, we should be really proud of ourselves. What did but, you um, make of the post-match yeah. stuff? Well, I weren't in the ground, was I? No. Um, I've, I've watched it back. Um, it reminded me a little bit of uh, of Gentry Day last year at Middlesbrough. Yeah, when obviously we wallets. And so my opinion is that I don't really have an opinion on that. Like yeah, I wasn't sure whether you'd really like despise it and say, "What are we yeah. doing?" You can forgive people for fun. enjoying themselves. Yeah, of course. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing it personally, but I'm not going to lose any sleep over people doing that. It's entirely up to them. Felt a bit sorry for Frockyar. Didn't even get on, did he? Like best Ledson, who else came on towards the end, and he just sat on the bench and like he must be thinking, bloody hell, what's going on here? Yeah, to be fair, I hadn't really thought of it, and obviously these sorts of days would be great for him, having come from Denmark and you know in front of paltry crowds comparatively, uh, yeah. not playing like crowds and Stamford Bridge is obviously steeped in history, and you know they've been great over the last. 20 to 30 years, and I bet he was incredibly excited when he saw the cup draw. So, yeah, maybe he was a little bit upset not to get onto the field to play. But um, I suppose the only shock was that Ben Woodburn didn't get on. True, yes. Yeah, so he did come on. Best Ledson, Evan Reese, and uh, somebody one, else. There was another one, but I went in the ground for it, but I didn't look after the game. Holmes? Holmes, yeah. Holmes. Holmes came on, didn't Wait. he? Yeah. The whole experience was good, wasn't it? And like we said before, just gives you that little taste of don't settle for 
what we are now. Like, keep striving for this because it's brilliant. Like, imagine going there and then going to Arsenal the week after. Like, you've got to get there somehow one day. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It would be nice, wouldn't it? Of course it'd be nice. But you've got to be realistic at the same time. Not easy, is it? No, and like, you saw the gulf in class over those nine minutes where Chelsea were literally rampant. Uh, and there'd be a lot of that in the Premier League. But yeah, these grounds would be great to visit and great to go on. And of course, you want to do it as well as you can. But it's not quite as easy as that. Like, you look at the amount of money that Chelsea have spent competing with ours. You know, it was always going to be quite an uphill task. And it will continue to be an uphill task uphill task to get there. And I appreciate there's like Blackpool and Burnley have all done it and stuff and experienced it. But um, it's not quite as easy as that. Although there'll be people listening to this thinking, this guy, like, come on, where is his ambition? And I appreciate all that. But it's easy said than done. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mac Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Doesn't really change much, does it, with the manager, I guess? Losing at Chelsea, you expected it. So this match on Saturday, just like at home, leads away after it. I've said this about previous games, but it does feel a real big one, really. It's absolutely massive, you feel, yeah. Um, yeah, Chelsea changes absolutely nothing. Like nobody was expecting anything. It was just a good day out, uh, which is a bit of a shame. But um, but that's what these bad FA Cup third round draws do to you. There's not a great thing that you can do. Um, but yeah, this is a massive against Bristol City, especially with his comments as well. He's he sort of added more jeopardy to himself and the fact that you know Chelsea's the least of his worries when we're worried about Bristol City, um, which. Just adds that little bit more of pressure to him. Uh, it's obviously a massive game. Our run of of league results is is woeful, <laughs> pitiful, drastically bad. If we get beat off Bristol at home, I'd be stunned if he's in a job for Leeds. A massive reaction is needed. Um, and look, even if we win, I think it may be it might not be enough to to sort of get him back on track with so with many many people. But it would be a step in the right direction. And it has to come. If it doesn't come, then um, then he's in massive bother. And it's not an easy game. Bristol have got a pretty decent record at Deepdale in recent years. Um, and they've got one so, of them trendy new managers, Liam Manning, mm. coming off the back of a high of a... Oh, my. Did you see those limbs at West Ham? Tommy Conway. I actually, I actually didn't, but oh. I've heard all, all about them. I'll make it my business today to go and see them. Yes. Do that because West Ham's one of those grounds you don't really ever see too many. Like, like it's a bit of a soulless place, isn't it? Bristol City yeah, it's one just of them went where you nuts. Feel part of the action. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. But my word, 
there's like 9,000 fans going absolutely crazy. I think it'll be a really tough game Saturday myself. I do. Um, especially when we're in like rank form and yeah. confidence is clearly not there and said all that sort of stuff. And look, if, if North End start badly, then the fans will no doubt get on the backs, which is never ideal. But this, but these things happen, don't they? Like, yeah, well, there's not a great deal we can do about that. So it's North. It's 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 ridiculously important that North End start well. Alex Neal got got slated for the first goal, but if North End concede the first goal, then you can imagine Deep Nail turning relatively toxic, and that that isn't a good environment. North End have to get on the front foot early. They need to. Stamp to play like they did in that quality. first half. Completely different game, though, isn't it? Like Chelsea, uh, we're never going to let us have the ball. In recent weeks, we've been yeah, like, we've point. blunt and toothless. Um, and there was a comment made to me in the away end, why, why can't we play like this in the league? Chelsea were happy to come on to us, we're better without the ball, all that sort of thing. Um, and you've got to be solid and resolute against Chelsea, whereas that's not really the plan against Wednesday or Bristol City this coming weekend. We have to start well, um, otherwise it could it could go tits. To be honest, I think you summed it up. It's it's more that you can't lose. Like a defeat just seems unfathomable. Because when where do you draw the line then? And we're not like tempting fate, but if you were to lose that match, what's that? Four wins out of twenty, sixteen points from sixty. That's not acceptable. You can't carry on with that. So, yeah, enormous game. We shall see. And, and obviously, you'd like people to rock up with that back against the wall mentality and the supporters get on side and everybody going in, in the same direction. But that won't be the case. We know that. I have got my reservations on, on what might transpire. But ultimately, the only way to get those supporters back on side is to perform well. What were you drinking on Saturday? Starting off with four cans of vocation on the train. Which is absolutely class. You've thing. really unearthed this, haven't you? It's changed your life. Yeah. It's mm. it's it's incredible. I mean, you pay a premium for it. Let's have it right. So it cost me eight pound twenty five for four cans in Tesco. And that was with a club card. Is that the little cans or the big decent size ones? Yeah, just your normal size can. What are they like? Like a can of Foster's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. or like a can of Coke. No, no. Right. Yeah. Well, not a can or forty, yeah. I think. So. um yeah, I started with them and I moved on to Guinness. And then it's weird. Like, North End never played tea time, really, do they? Especially away. But, um, yeah, it's a long old slog when you're drinking all that time. I had to move on to rum and coke at about three o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> which which is insane. But I just couldn't take any more liquid on board, so it had to, I had to move on to shorts. Although I did have a pint of lager pre-kick-off in a pub near Chelsea. Singer. Ah, they were doing Singer at the ground, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, I didn't drink in the ground. Um, and then en route back, we got a bottle of rum from the Sainsbury's at Euston. And that was gone by Litchfield because we were delayed an hour. So oh. we spent the rest of the journey scavenging off Martin Billington's Amoretti bottles. And then went to Cuckoo for one and then was exhausted and went home after a Milano's, mm. of course. Milano's, was he in? No, Martin must have been working at Deepdale Tandoori. He wasn't in today. I hope, he's not, I hope he's not neglecting his uh, first love. Yeah, I do as well. It's always been a bit of a worry with me. I appreciate, obviously, that you're trying to get trying to get Deepdale Sandori off the ground. But, come on, Martin, you need to show a little bit more love to Milano's. I had an unbelievable Guinness at Waxy's Little Sister. Have you ever been? No. 
Where have you that? heard of have you heard of Waxy O'Connor's? No. Like a big Irish. You've got like five floors, and there's like a there's like a little lift that takes your drinks up the floors. And yeah. I think there was, must have been like a break off one in near around Soho Chinatown. Oh, it was so nice. You can tell the difference with a good one, can't you? When you get it. Oh, of course you can. Oh, crack, yeah. I went out in Polton for a few in um, on the afternoon. Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and I had a real rank, like, dreadful part of Guinness. And you can tell, can't you? Like, when obviously one's good and one's bad. Like, the good stuff is the ultimate amber nectar in it, whereas the bad stuff, you wouldn't even stick it in your dog bowl for your dog to drink. <laughs> Watery and, like, yeah, earthy and horrible. Yeah, you can tell by the stick on the glass, can't you? And the head. Stick. And the domage. Domage is key. No, well, like the head's like a bit of a dome. Ah, it's got yeah. like a curve and an arc. Dome. Like There's a lot of these to go at, but we'll take it back to 2009, the 8th of August, at home to Bristol really, City. Oh, I was, really hoping you'd bring, I was really hoping you'd bring this one up. Well, I, I can't not get it. Quite simply, have to get it right now. I don't have to say that. But I'm pretty sure I'm having doubts now. But I'm pretty sure we came from behind. To draw 2 2. Bingo. Get in. Thank God I've got that right. I can't remember who scored the first goal for us, but I'll have a guess at Neil Meller. Was it Meller who scored the first? John Parkin. All right. Same, same sort of person around that area. That's fine. And then the leveller was a typically drilled, uh, yeah, smashed Callum Davison spot kick. I remember Indeed. Hans- 96th minute. Yeah. I remember my hands being about as cold as I've ever been, actually, on that game, which is bizarre in August. Isn't it? I think it was the first game of the season. Yeah, because it was quite sunny as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I was freezing on that game for some reason. Well, I was I was 10. I was 10 years old, which is mental to think, really. But you've got those sort of memories of Callum Davies and just running up and absolutely smashing the ball home for penalties. We've had some great spot kick takers. Greta was obviously one of them more sort of uh, bludgeoning type spot kickers uh, and Davison obviously Gallagher was one of them as well who used to absolutely smash it but then we've also been treated to like more serene and delicate killers like Johnson who was an absolute joy from the spot as well uh, but also they all, they all equate to goals but it's interesting how different takers go about them isn't it yeah was that Paul Parry's first game for us? I think it might have been. I remember him being particularly good. It was. It was his first game. Nice. Great he went knowledge. On to score, went on to score two goals for us that season, but it started well for Parry. Good luck, Sharp. Not, were the, um, at Barnsley in the midweek, both of those goals? He certainly scored no, one, one of them was. The other was at home to Middlesbrough. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't score many goals for us. Parry, did he? I'm going to look here. Yeah, for somebody um, who was widely renowned in the Preston region as the Welsh Pele, he never quite lived up to that mantle, did he? Six goals in about 80 games, maybe. Oh, dear, Paul. Paul Parry played 80 games for North End. Looks like it, yeah. Looks like... Nonsense. He played about 20. Played more than that. Yeah, 80 games, says Wikipedia. There you that go. Well, he, he carried Parry on in like League ball. One, didn't he? He played a full season in League One. Right, OK. That's incredible. Irvin said he went to a 2-4-4 formation at the end. Must have just been feeling absolutely mental. Say so, yeah, yeah, 2-2, two, two, yeah. yeah. 
I suppose we were chasing the game. Can't remember why there was a pen. Might have been handball. You're right. Lewis Carey was a judge to have handled in the box. Yeah. That's yeah. outstanding memory. Yeah, I'll not take it any further. I'll quit while I'm ahead. Yeah. It was that proper, like, these Bristol City names, these, this is like the Bristol City team you remember watching growing up, really. Bradley Orr, Fontaine, yeah, Maynard, Elliot, Carey, Nyatanga, Wade Elliot, I've already said that, Hartley. Decent, it's a, it's a crime, really, Preston and Bristol City have never been in Prem. Like, two good clubs. You've got to earn it, though, George, haven't you? You've got to accue. Of course you have. Of course you've got to earn it. <laughs> you've got to accue the points to do so. Um, two sleeping giants. Pardon? So we're both in um, playoff finals in the not that distant future. That uh, uh, passed, don't we? Well, uh, what was theirs? Was it Windass? Yeah, Windass. Yeah. I, I went to Bristol because we played in the last game of the league season that year. Or maybe the last away game, but I'm pretty sure it was the last game of the season uh, before they went on into the playoffs. We got walloped 3 0. I remember Neil Trotman. Walking off the field wearing nothing but lycra. <laughs> you brought that up before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and they were chanting how, you know, they were going into the Premier League. And there wasn't even like, a, there wasn't any backs on the seats at Ashton Gate back then. In the away end, anyway. Uh, and the away end was at the, at the other end of the ground. The ground's completely changed from then. Like, the, the away end. Is the away the end, the is the away end now. now the only thing left from. No, yeah. no, the way it's completely well. different then. Yeah, it's new. It's all new. Even what? Yeah. Even the bit where North End fans sit now. That so looks I'm a bit old, doesn't it? Now, yeah. But where we sat that day, it's completely changed. Yeah, um, and yeah, they were chanting about how they got into the Premier League and like how rubbish we were. We were pathetic on that occasion. Let's wrap it up. We rambled on, not for the first time. Anything on this week? This week, trying to think. Not a great deal, to be honest, when you've obviously had that, um, you know, that massive event at the weekend to look to look forward to. It's important just to have a, a quiet aftermath to that. So, yeah, not got a great deal of a diary. I'll be quizzing on Thursday, obviously. Hill sprints tonight on, on Avon Hill Park. sprints, is it? Oh, yeah. God. You, um, you, tra- you tried to maybe do a podcast last week whilst I was doing hill sprints, but obviously I wasn't available because I was, I was sprinting up hills. Um, so yeah it's important that we get back into that fitness regime isn't it especially post Christmas so yeah hill sprints tonight and then just look forward to the game at the weekend it's important that we get behind the lads and even whispering quietly the manager how do you find hill sprints I don't think of anything worse horrendous they're the worst thing in the world but you always feel quite good after them how many do you do so that's well, I'm not capable of... Well, I have been in the past, but I'm not currently capable of running up 10 times. Well, I probably am, but I haven't tried it. I'd be sick, really. Or you so could just roll I, yourself down the hill. Possibly, yeah. Walking down is it, tricky, you know, because like, your legs start to wobble. Because uh, they say it's four times your body weight going th- through your legs walking down the hill, don't they? So once you've just charged up that hill, yeah. it could be tricky. What I do is, I still do 10 reps, but I run up, walk up. You know, run up, walk up. So I do them intermittently. But, um, yeah, it's a good feeling afterwards. And it's important that we do these things, really. 
Otherwise, what else are you going to do? You yeah. Catch up with salt afterwards, can't you? Yeah. And plus, for those who are listening today, I imagine it'll be out on Monday today, won't it? You'd think. All being um, well. Coronation Street isn't on tonight. It's on tomorrow night. So, so if you would like to join Adam at Avon Park, what time will you be there? It's hard to tell you, sure. It's not been, um, it's not no. been agreed. Um, but, yeah, I suppose if you want to join, then feel free to come along. You might just have to wait until we arrive. But, um, yeah, no curry tail, which is a bit of a shame, but you still got a bit extenders to watch, I suppose. And also, I'm, I'm absolutely nostrils deep in this Michelle Keegan thing on Netflix at the moment. Me and Mum started it last night. It's it's absolutely world class. We watched two episodes and we're utterly hooked by this thing now. Not sure what it is. Have you watched Saltburn? I haven't seen oh. Saltburn. No. Get it watched. Yeah. This this is what this is going to be like. This is going to go down, in my opinion, as a great film. Like one of the big ones. They'll talk about. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe you've not even heard of it. It's on Amazon no. Prime, but it's been like, well, I know loads of people that have been watching it. The Amazon Prime film that's come out and it's right. it's just mental. I shall give it a whirl. But, you know, it, it's a tricky time at the moment, isn't it? Because, you know, December's just an orgy of sport and you're trying to keep up with, you know, Emmerdale, Curry and EastEnders and that takes up all your spare time of watching stuff. Um, you're just trying to get back on the saddle, aren't you, really? Of, uh, yeah. Not eating chocolate all the time, not drinking all the time. Cheese. Yeah. I don't have much cheese over Christmas this this year. Remarkably, Christmas, yeah. that's absolute sacrilege. But yeah, it's a good time of year to watch telly, isn't it? A real good time of year. Although, oh, I know why. Sorry, won't be on. It'll be Man United Wigan on ITV this evening, won't it? Yeah. It'd be hilarious if Wigan won that, wouldn't it? Just really, really funny. Especially when there's going to be like nineteen thousand Man United fans in the arena, and they're giving <laughs> them like half a ground, aren't they? Yeah, our, our intel from the Latics suggests seven and a half thousand, I think. But that's that's more than the away end, Phil. So they must have a few on the side. Must yeah, do. do. I, I think they're giving them the whole side stand and not the and not behind the goal. Oh, really? Yeah, which is tin pot, really tin. That is, uh, but to be expected from Wigan, really. Yeah, I mean they're a nothing club, aren't they? They're a rugby, it's a rugby town. That's all they'll ever be. Mm. As they say in the uh, the infamous chant. Yeah. So long, my friend. Keep getting back on the saddle. Yeah. Good to talk, guys. And I hope we're all banged up for Saturday against Bristol City. It's why How? we follow a football club. How could you not be? Yeah, if you're not on Preston North End against Bristol City on Saturday, what the hell are you doing with your life? The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 
365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.